0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones.
1: Building in Faith When the stars have passed away, your eternal, your inheritance will last forever and ever and ever and ever. See, our salvation Brings us an eternal hope that carries us through the journey. The certainty of it—it's it, incredible. But our inheritance, someone has said, is death-proof, sin-proof, and time-proof.
0: Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives. When Jesus rose from the dead, He defeated death, hell, and the grave for all of time and all eternity. Through His sacrifice, we have the right to become children of God. In today's message from 1 Peter, Pastor Ed reminds us of our great inheritance in Christ Jesus. We are co-heirs with Christ and will thus inherit a promised eternity that is so great it is beyond human description. Therefore, we should spend our lives working for eternal rewards where rust, time, and decay cannot touch what we earn. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith.
1: Building in Faith When you're born again, something is deposited on the inside. Something transpires deep in your heart. You are given, you are granted a living hope. Through his living hope, that's what God gives us. Through his resurrection, we have a living hope. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Now, that word living implies there can be hopes that die. Some people put their hope in a relationship with someone else. And that relationship fails and their hope dies. Some put their hope in a financial plan and that financial plan never materializes. I was reading about a man who had a million, three hundred thousand dollars saved for retirement. He was in his 60s and uh, he was wiped out. He had been an employee of Enron. I mean, plans can go awry. Sometimes people put a plan in a career. That's their hope. If they have this career or that career, and suddenly that doesn't happen. Or they have a dream, and if that dream is fulfilled, but sometimes the dreams are dashed on the rocks of a reality where it's just broken. Hope can die. And sometimes that hope dies before you die. There's only one place to really put our hope. It's in God. It's in God. A hope in a living Savior. Almost every single dedication we sing that song, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. We have a living hope because we have a living Savior. He is alive. He is alive. And because He is alive, we have hope for tomorrow. Now, Paul the Apostle in the book of Ephesians said it this way. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ. There was a time you were separated from Christ. Excluded from citizenship in Israel. And foreigners to the covenant of the promise. Without hope. And without God in the world. Someone recently said to me, How can people live without God? I just, they muddle through. But if you're a believer. If you know Christ. You need to remember that hope. That hope that's a living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because He lives, you will live. He was raised from the dead. That is a prophecy of your resurrection. You're going to live forever. During one of the most difficult times in the prophet's life, the nation had crumbled He was in a time of weeping. In fact, his book was called Lamentations, Weeping. Jeremiah the prophet said this, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in Him. You might be going through a time of sorrow. You may be going through a time of difficulty. You may be going through a time where you feel like you're being torn apart on the inside and the outside. But you can say with Jeremiah, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in Him. He promised to be a shepherd. He promised to be a guide. He promised to be a healer. He promised to be a savior. He promised to be a deliverer. The Lord is my inheritance that's our hope our hope is in God it's a living hope it will not die it cannot be killed someone has said it this way our hope is anchored in the past Jesus arose our hope remains in the present Jesus lives our hope is completed in the future Jesus is coming again could I have a witness on that one he is coming he is returning our salvation gives us an eternal hope that carries us through life. Our salvation gives us an eternal hope that carries us through salvation. He gives us a brand new birth and makes us new on the inside. And that birth is a birth into a living hope that abides and resides throughout the journey. This, this hope is in Christ and he gives us something even more even an inheritance wow in verse 4 and into an inheritance that could never perish spoil or fade kept in heaven for you you have an inheritance do you know that half the people that get their inheritance spend it very very quickly I mean, I was reading a story about a person just spent their inheritance 60000 in just less than a year. They just go through it. Well, God gives us an inheritance that's going to last. Uh, this inheritance, he describes it in a negative way. Here's the character of our inheritance. It never will perish. It not, won't spoil. It won't fade. Let me unpack that for you. The idea that it can't perish is this. It is not subject to decay. During the Great Depression, people went to sleep wealthy, woke up in poverty. It perished, lost, everything gone. Fifty years ago, when people bought a new home, it awed and wowed them. If they haven't updated it. It has this sense of perishing. And decay in it. It says it will not spoil. That means it's free from defilement. When the Israelites received the promised land. It says they defiled the land by their idolatry. They grieved God. And invading armies came in. And plundered them. And plundered the land. God is going to give you an inheritance. That will never Be spoiled. It will never, ever perish. It's going to last forever. It says it will not fade. The idea of that is that your inheritance is not going to diminish, it's not going to fade over time. Beauty fades with the passing of years, strength of the strong fades with the passing of time. Remember Muhammad Ali? I'm the greatest? Well, if he got in the ring today, he wouldn't be the greatest. Our strength, our abilities, musicians, uh, famous people, uh, all of those things, they fade. We're like the flower of the field that fades. We're like the grass that withers. But our inheritance is going to last forever. He promised you and me a resurrected body. He promised us something that time would never diminish. Robert Louis Stevenson, in a poem, When the Stars Are Gone, he states it really well. Listen to this poem. The stars shine over the mountains. The stars shine over the sea. The stars look up to the mighty God. The stars look down on me." The stars shall last for a million years. A million years and a day. But God and I will live and love when the stars have passed away. Your eternal, your inheritance will last forever and ever and ever and ever. See, our salvation brings us an eternal hope. That carries us through the journey. The the certainty of it. it, It's incredible. But our inheritance, someone has said, is death proof, sin proof, and time proof. I love that. It's death proof, sin proof, and time proof. In heaven, you're not going to need any police. In heaven, you're not going to have any funeral services. In heaven, you're not going to have to lock your doors. We probably won't have locks there. In heaven, it's going to be a perfect environment. That's the promise. That's the inheritance. That's why Sadid so could say, "I can't wait." That's why, in the midst of a prison cell, in the midst of beatings and persecution, there's a living hope that sustains him. A living hope that keeps him. God has given us a living hope through that new birth. Hallelujah! And had a certainty of that hope. The text ends: "Kept in heaven for you." Paradise lost. That's the story of the garden. Adam and Eve lost what should have been, could have been ours. But then came the second Adam. The book of Romans tells us, Jesus Christ. And he regained all that was lost and and more. We're going to have a paradise in heaven that will never ever be lost no more sin there no more faltering no more failing heaven is our destination that's the promise now Peter one day thinking about all that he had given to the Lord asked this question Peter speaking to Jesus says we've given up everything to follow you what will we get? And Jesus talks about what the 12 apostles will get. But then he goes on to talk about you and me. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 29, he says, And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. God has some investment program. He really does. It's better than Rosalind Gold. I mean, it returns far more. We have a hope that is eternal. Our salvation gives us an eternal hope that carries us all through life. I was reading about Princess Diana when she died in 1997. She left over $20 million in inheritance to her two sons, William and Harry. One stipulation. They had to wait until they were 30 years of age to get it. You have to wait. Be patient. It's coming. You have to wait. He promised. He'll keep the promise. Someday, God's going to say, you gave to those missionaries, you gave to that church, you sacrificed, you served, you died the self so that you, my son, could live through you. Here, my son, here, my son, is an inheritance that will never perish. It will never fade. It will last forever and ever and ever. That's what keeps us. And God What is the text saying? Kept in heaven for you. Who's watching over it? God. No thief. No rust. No moth. Those things destroy earthly inheritances. But God is watching over it. And he's going to deliver it. He's going to give it to his beloved. To his children. Someone has said hope not only bears up the mind under suffering, but makes the heart rejoice in them. Maybe you're suffering, stress, some trials, inward tribulation, outward tribulation, circumstances that just feel absolutely overwhelming. I want you to know there's an inheritance laid up in heaven for you. You can believe it. You can trust it. In in fact, we have an incredible future. That's what the text says. We have a hope of a future in Christ. In verse 5, as you follow the verses, now he's beginning to talk about a future hope. Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. God has given us an incredible future hope. Some have started the race, and they say, I don't know if I could make it. Psalm 84 says, every one of them will appear before God in Zion. You can reach your destination. Now, there's our part, and there's God's part. And he talks about that. There's a revelation of how God's protection works. In verse 5, who through faith are shielded by God's protection power that word shielded is a military term god sets a garrison around you he deploys angels around you all through the journey of faith you say well i'm suffering i'm struggling yeah but god's keeping back so much god's protecting you uh, god's holding back the powers of the enemy that would destroy you he puts a garrison of angels that he's deployed the angels of the lord encamp around those that fear him what an incredible promise And he says, I'm going to keep you. I'm watching over you. Sometimes he delivers us out of the trial. Sometimes he gives us the grace to go through the trial. But all the way, he's guarding our steps. That's God's part. But here's our part. Here's our part. Faith. Faith. Notice what the text says. Who through faith are shielded. Now, God's going to guard you and watch over you because the evil one would love to destroy you. In 2 Thessalonians 3.3 3 it reads, But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. So he's going to keep you. But you have to walk by faith. You began this Christian life by a confession of faith. Believing that Jesus died, rose from the dead, and that he would be your savior. You made a confession of faith. You began by believing. And you have to continue walking day by day, step by step, hour by hour in faith. What the devil wants to do is attack your faith. He wants to send one trial after another, after another. One disappointment after another, after another, after another. To let you just begin to doubt God. Question God. He did it to Eve in the garden. His ploys have not changed. He wants you to begin to doubt and to give in to doubt and to cause you to stumble. That's what trials sometimes do. Either they build you up or they could break you down. But faith, your faith in God is what gets you through those trials and God's gracious hand responding and helping you. God's part is to guard us and He will. He'll keep His word. Our part is to believe and trust Him even when we can't feel Him, even when we don't understand Him, even when we have question marks that just seem to linger over our hearts and minds. But here's what happens. The enemy comes and what he wants to steal from you is your faith. Peter knows. That's why Peter wrote this. Because in his own life, he experienced that. In Luke's gospel, the 22nd chapter, Jesus is talking to Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Simon demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail Jesus interceded for Peter that his faith wouldn't waver wouldn't fail, wouldn't give in see Jesus knew if Peter could believe and trust and rely that he'd get through it that's why Paul in the book of Ephesians tells us to use a shield of faith Because when those fiery arrows, those fiery darts of unbelief are shot at us, shot at us by the enemy of our soul, it'll quench them. It'll stop them. Our part is to say, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to know that Thou art with me, will be with me to the end. So through that journey, we start singing praises to God. Through that journey, when the doubts come and the fears come and the discourages come, we just begin worshiping our God. We go back to the beginning of verse 3. We thank God our Father for our Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful Savior He is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's that revelation of our protection. God guarding us. Protecting us. Garrisoning us around with his protective angels. And then there's this revelation of our salvation. Some of you have been waiting. Here's the shouting part. Who through faith are shielded by the power of God until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. That phrase, last time doesn't refer to the church age called the last days. What Peter is doing is he's looking to the very end of the end. He's looking to the last day, the last moment. He said, in that last day, there's going to be a grand display of your inheritance. That's what the word means. It says, look, revealed. That means the idea of taking a curtain and pulling it aside, taking a veil and taking it aside. That means that God is going to push time aside and show you eternity, and you're going to see what heaven is all about. You're going to see that place that he's been preparing for you for decades, for centuries, for millenniums. He is going to reveal that in just a moment of a time. All of the universe, the righteous along with the unrighteous, they're going to see that those who have believed, those who have trusted, those who have been even martyrs for the faith, who have given up everything, are going to receive a reward that's out of this world, that has never entered into the hearts and the minds of people. So mom, you be faithful in your home dad you be faithful to your spouse child you start serving the lord and don't let anything turn you around because one day in that day he's coming back everything we have waited for everything we have trusted for everything we have sacrificed for everything we have believed for will come to pass hallelujah 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 I love the way Jude says it the brother of our Lord half brother of our Lord in the book of Jude to him who is able to keep you from falling to present you before his glorious presence without fall and with great joy Jesus is going to present us to the Father what a day what a wonderful day that's going to be
0: We hope you've been blessed by the teaching of Dr. Edward Jones in the book of 1 Peter and invite you to join us again. In the meantime, we'd love to keep in touch with you. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. We're here to join you in prayer for whatever is going on in your life or to answer any questions you may have about how you could have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That phone number again is 845-462-5955. Be sure to check out our website as well at buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll find messages from previous series available to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Get to know the wonderful people behind Building in Faith and learn what we believe as a church and desire to share with everyone who listens. We know that God is using the Building in Faith radio ministry to spread the good news of the gospel, but we encourage you to not let this be your only source of spiritual guidance. Reading the Bible, prayer, and fellowship with other believers are all encouraged in God's Word and are extremely beneficial to anyone who wishes to grow closer to God. If you are in the Poughkeepsie, New York area and don't have a church family, we welcome you to join us here at Faith Assembly. For location information, service times, and a calendar of other great upcoming events, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com. That's all the time we have for today. But join us again next time right here on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues teaching through the book of 1 Peter. Your Word restores and Everybody wins when a leader gets better absolutely everyone the stakes of leadership are sky high everyone has influence come to the global leadership summit on august 10th and 11th and learn skills to help you lead transformation in your community the summit features leaders like bill hybels cheryl sandberg andy stanley and more experience the summit at faith assembly casperkill campus poughkeepsie august 10 and 11 register at willowcreek.com summit and use the priority code radio willowcreek.com summit